The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Time to get you dialed into the biggest stories of the day. This is the Daily 10 with Matt Chernoff. All right, everybody, here we go. It's time for the Monday edition of the Daily 10. Yes, it's your friend Matt back again. And we're ready to take you on our 10-minute sports journey together today i hope you had a great weekend we have a lot to cover here's what's coming up on our roads group rundown it's brought to you by the roads group so right off the top you're asking who is the roads group well it's a good question the roads group is the independent insurance agency i use and i trust to get my family the best home and car insurance rates the best policy the best coverage and the best savings as the old saying goes time is money and insurance rates just keep rising faster than ever With that in mind, you need to get at least 10, and I stress 10, insurance quotes to make sure you're getting the best policy. Otherwise, you're going to spend hours and hours doing it yourself. Let the Rhodes Group, the professionals, the independent insurance agents I trust to do the shopping for you. You can go to Rhodes-Group.com slash churnoff. They have a landing page set up. It'll take you just a couple of moments. They'll give you the 10 quotes. You have nothing to worry about. No obligation, and hopefully you get to save the money and the time of doing it yourself. Also, when you work with an independent insurance agent like the Rhodes Group, you're going to get peace of mind. That comes with comprehensive collision, uninsured motorist coverage, third-party liability, all the things you've heard about, but you'd probably mess up trying to do it yourself. Let the pros with the Rhodes Group get you those 10 home and car insurance quotes in just 10 minutes. Rhodes-group.com slash churnoff, or call them to get the 10 quotes directly over the phone. 678-341-9667 for the Rhodes Group. Well, the Falcons added yet another embarrassing chapter to their checkered history book with a loss to the Vikings yesterday that just, it should be unbelievable, but in Falcon history, it's just very believable. Plus, the dogs really had to fight, but they continued an impressive victory, an impressive record along the way with their win over Missouri on Saturday. And today is D-Day for the Braves as their offseason begins to take shape. We'll cover all of those stories and more in a moment. Let's start with the Falcons, who were 31-28 losers to the Vikings yesterday. They dropped a 4-5. and five. Now, the Falcons, one funny note, if you're looking to laugh today, and you have to when you're a fan of that team, they were a part of the first ever 11-10 halftime score in NFL history. So there's that. Taylor Heineke got the start, and I thought he was just very average. He made some uh, really bad decisions at times. I counted four balls that I think were turnover-worthy. Luckily, only one of them was intercepted. He was also an eyelash away from a fumble on a quarterback run. Luckily, he was uh, down with his knee hitting the turf. The ref said he gave himself up, but it was that close to another turnover. Taylor completed just 55% of his passes. So if you want to look now because you have a new quarterback and blame play calling, you can do it. If you want to say poor offensive line play, go for it. You want to say mediocre quarterback play, do it too. The Falcons had so many opportunities to grab a big, what we would think would be an insurmountable lead, but they left a ton of points 
out on the field. The, uh, Taylor Heineke's lone touchdown in this game was a screen pass to Jonu Smith that went 60 yards. It was really a nice play design. But it's funny how much Jonu was a part of this offense. Like, you should have somebody love you as much as Arthur Smith loves Jonu Smith. So the Falcons at that point took a touchdown lead. Their defense forced two turnovers. They also got a safety, and they didn't play well. Think about what I just told you, folks. The defense forced two turnovers, got a safety, and they still didn't play a good game. The Falcon defense gave up 31 points to a team without Kirk Cousins and without Justin Jefferson. They gave up 31 points to a team who had a quarterback who had been there for five days. Josh Dobbs didn't know people's names, but he still went 20 for 30 in relief of uh, Jaron Hall, who got injured early with a concussion. Dobbs threw for 158 yards. He rushed for 66. He accounted for three touchdowns and a 101.8 passer rating. The Falcon defense gave up some awful third and fourth down conversions to Dobbs. A third and eight that allowed a 13-yard completion to K.J. Osborne. A third and 11 that was a 22-yard completion to Addison. A third and eight that was a nine-yard pitch and catch to T.J. Hawkinson. And then the biggest indictment of the game, a fourth and seven scramble by Josh Dobbs that went for 22 yards that set up the winning touchdown. The Falcons defense gave up an 11-play, 75-yard drive that spanned one minute and 46 seconds to Josh Dobbs. So in back-to-back weeks, the Falcons have lost to a rookie quarterback who made his first NFL start. Then they followed it up by losing to a quarterback who had been with his team for five days. So what happens now? Well, the Falcons will go to Arizona next Sunday. Who's going to be the quarterback? Well, Arthur Smith declined to answer, saying he has to evaluate things. He felt Taylor Heineke gave them some chances. Here's my translation. Let me see what the owner tells me to do, and I'll get back to you guys. Because I think the owner was behind the push to make the switch to Taylor Heineke. What I had said last week about Taylor sadly played out on Sunday. That Taylor can make some nice throws at times, but he's reckless with the football. He's not a big completion percentage guy. He has exciting moments, but he'll also be his own worst enemy. And we saw that play out against Minnesota. So, for the Falcons, now they're 4-5. and five. And the buzzards are going to be swirling over Arthur Smith. Fans are going to want him gone. This is always the go-to, and I don't blame you. If you want Arthur Smith gone, that's fine. If you want uh, another quarterback change or you want a new GM, all that's fine. My problem is if you fire Arthur Smith, who's making the next coaching hire? If you fire Terry Fontenot, who's hiring the next GM? Because it's still going to be some collection of Arthur Blank and Rich McKay. Keep in mind, during the Arthur Blank era in Atlanta owning the Falcons, the Falcons have missed on four of five coaches. Arthur Smith looks like a swing and miss. It's funny to say that a team that got to a Super Bowl with Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn was an awful head coach. They also hired Bobby Petrino and Jim Mora. That's what they've gotten wrong. The Mike Smith hire was a good one. I think a really good hire. If memory serves, though, he was like choice four or five. So they got lucky, but it still counts. Now, I will throw in some of the other head-scratching decisions during Arthur Blank's tenure. Selling out for Deshaun Watson. Embarrassing themselves in the process and also embarrassing Matt Ryan to force his hand and he wanted out. Arthur Blank getting played by Bill Parcells. I would argue messing up most of the Mike Vick experience by not having any kind of reins on Mike, sort of babying him. And I don't want to go relitigate all of that, but it was a mess. Whether it was then holding on to Rich McKay after he was, quote, demoted... From GM to president? Oh, wait, no, that's actually not a demotion. That's a promotion. Whether it was holding on to Thomas Dimitrov too long, holding on to Dan Quinn too long, 
and now what looks like a swing and a miss on the Arthur Smith hire. How many examples do you need to back up what I've been saying for a while? Arthur Blank is not a good NFL owner, hasn't been for a very long time. And I know we were all desperate to have a new owner when the Smiths sold out the Falcons because they weren't run well with Taylor Smith and Rankin Smith. Arthur has not been much better. That's just the facts. I don't know why more people aren't saying it in the city. I've been saying it for a while. I get sort of cockeyed looks when I say it. I think this all starts at the top. So fire everybody you want. Do a big apple cart turnover again. Arthur Blank and Rich McKay are going to be hiring the new pieces in place when and if that happens. I don't have much faith they'll get it right at this point either. Falcons are at Arizona next Sunday for a 4 o'clock start. All right, we'll talk about the dogs continuing an impressive streak on Saturday in a moment. I will remind you first, we're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. I would hope that's your Saturday destination to watch your college football. Easy to find. First of all, let me do some bragging on downtown Woodstock, a great bunch of bars, restaurants, nightlife. Well, in the heart of it on Main Street is the Daily Draft, a two-story sports bar experience with flat out the best big screen in the burbs. For your college football viewing on a Saturday, for your pro football Sunday, they have this huge table and like a sort of a love seat and a couch that you can grab that first come first serve and that's the best real estate in the house but even if you don't get that there are views of all the games around you in a two-story sports bar experience that offers a craft beer bar it has a brand new menu they just rolled out self-serve taps on their beer wall and everything you could want as a sports fan whether you live in woodstock roswell milton alpharetta you're so close canton kennesaw the daily draft is a stone's throw from you too Follow them on their Instagram and Facebook pages for all the goings-on. Check out their website and more at thedailydraft.net. Better yet, go see them in downtown Woodstock. Tell Sean Daly you heard me talking about them on the Daily 10, and they'll take great care of you at the Daily Draft. Georgia beat Missouri 30-21 on Saturday. Dogs improved to 9-0 on the season, 6-0 in the SEC. Missouri made Georgia work again. This has been a theme, just like last year in Columbia, Missouri. This time it was Georgia who held on to a Slight close lead, but held on and pulled away. This was a three-point game with 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. It was just a six-point lead for Georgia with eight minutes left, and Missouri had the ball, and they were driving. That's when Nazir Stackhouse made the biggest play in the game, an interception from Brady Cook. As Stackhouse said, I don't know if it was thrown any harder if I could have caught it, but it was sort of a punt, a pop fly that he caught. And wasn't it a joy watching the big man rumble and bumble down the field? Unfortunately, the run after the pick was nullified by a a Georgia penalty, but the dogs still took over. Georgia forced two turnovers in the final quarter, the Stackhouse pick and a Javon Bullard interception late. As far as the offense goes, Carson Beck threw for 254 yards, couple of touchdowns. Ladd McConkey had another big game with seven catches and 96 yards, and Dom Lovett and Oscar Delpy each had uh, touchdown receptions in the win. The only bad news was the injury to Jamon Dumas-Johnson, We'll learn more about the severity of it today, but it sounds like a fracture in the forearm, which could be a big loss for the dogs. That's the only loss because Georgia continues streaking. They've now won 26 in a row overall. That's a Georgia record, third longest streak in SEC history. They've won 42 of their last 43 games, a 24-game home winning streak, which ties the dogs' record, a 25-game SEC winning streak, which continues Georgia's record, and 36 straight regular season wins, which again continues a Georgia uh, Georgia record. They'll try to keep that record intact when they host Ole Miss coming up this Saturday with another spotlight on Athens for two ranked opponents. I will mention as well, Georgia Tech did something they haven't done all year. They won back-to-back games. 
Jackets beat Virginia 45-17 in Charlottesville on Saturday. They improved to 5-4, and 4-2 four, four and in the ACC. It was nice to see them back up their win over North Carolina with a pretty impressive dominant win at Charlottesville. Haynes King threw for 208 yards and a score. He rushed for another 83 and two touchdowns. In the game, Georgia Tech rushed for an impressive 305 yards. They were led by Jamal Haynes, who had 119 yards on the ground and a score. Dante Smith backed it up with 78 yards rushing and two touchdowns. So Tech goes for three in a row at Clemson on Saturday. Clemson off an impressive upset win over Notre Dame. Let's see if Georgia Tech can find another surprising uh, win in them as they go on the road to Death Valley. All right, we'll talk about D-Day for the Braves as the Braves today have to decide on options for players as they head into the offseason and look ahead to 2024. We know this much. The Braves already declined Brad Hand's option for the 24 season yesterday. That's not a surprise. That was going to be for $7 million. John Heyman reports the Braves are expected to also decline Eddie Rosario's $9 million option. He writes a close call, nothing official, but that's the expectation. Then we have to wait today, and at the timing of this podcast, we'll, we'll have to wait because we don't have uh, answers on Charlie Morton and Kirby Yates, the remaining uh, option eligible players for the Braves. If they do end up bringing Charlie Morton back, it's a $20 million option. Kirby Yates is $6.5 million. Brad Hands, that's been declined, was $7 million, and Eddie Rosario's was 9 So we'll see what the plans are now in left field. We'll see what the Braves look to do in the bullpen as well. But these options were always going to be the first domino to fall. And we know Brad Hand's domino is gone. It looks like Eddie Rosario would be next to follow. The biggest one certainly is Charlie Morton, that $20 million. But again, we'll have to wait till later today to find out about that. We'll talk about whether they pick it up or they decline and what it means for the Braves' rotation moving forward in the days ahead as the hot stove will start cranking up. This is where I turn to you guys and uh, ask you to please subscribe to the podcast. If you are a big-time listener and are somebody who subscribes, thank you. If you would mention to others to add uh, that they can add by following along or subscribing on any podcast platform, we're available on literally every one. You'll guarantee you get the pod waiting for you every morning at 10 a.m. I'll talk to you this afternoon on the radio in Atlanta at 2 o'clock on 680 The Fan. We're back here tomorrow for the next edition of The Daily Ten. Subscribe to The Daily Ten now and get the latest breaking news and biggest stories of the day every morning. Get more at 680thefan.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your favorite shows. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family-owned and operated business. Hi, I'm Stacy Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. Fifty years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. 
Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family-owned and operated and where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. 